Hi, I'm Reverend Grant Mansfield. And I'm Rabbi Andy Warmflash. And this, this is Common Grounds. Well, hi, Grant. Uh, it's great to see you again. It's been a little bit of time. Yeah. How are you? It's good to see you too, Andy. Yeah, it's been a little bit of time. I've been well overall. Been very busy on on my end, and I think that's really why um, it's taking us a little bit of time to get another episode out. But overall, we're doing well. We navigated through some busy seasons this fall um, with clergy conferences and traveling. I went to the 200th anniversary of my seminary's founding. Wow. That was really cool. 200th anniversary. I know. For us here in the States, that's like such a long period of time. And everywhere else in the world, they're like, oh, right. you so just started. Who, who was the oldest graduate who was there? Do you know? Oh, that, that I do not know. I do not know. But it, it was really good. One of the things I absolutely loved about it is it talked about the, the seminary's history, in particular with the voices that have been... Um, marginalized or oppressed over the course of its history. So it was celebrating the good pieces of it, but also addressing the challenging parts of, for instance, how the seminary was built by, you know, enslaved labor and how it excluded women for a long time. And so it was a very beautiful reflection, I think, on that whole historical account and owning who we are in our fullness. You know, I I think when we spoke about slavery, I, I was really impressed with where the church has gone um, and how seriously they've taken a process of of account accounting for it and, and in a sense repenting for it. Yeah. It was extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm deeply impressed by it as well. Um, but but yeah, so so that's kind of been some of the the stuff swirling around this fall and and right now at St. George's we're in the middle of the season of Advent, so we're in time of waiting and, and preparation. Mm. And how about you? How have you been? What's going on uh, well, in I'm, the world? Well, I'm also well. I did, my wife and I did have COVID and oh, that gosh. was that was hard. Uh, I've never felt so tired in my life. I, it, I literally, and I know you had it and so you it know. Drains it drains you. It, it, it was yeah. so draining. But thank God we, we recovered and uh, I celebrated my 70th birthday together yeah. with my extended family. There were about 25 of us, and we did it on Thanksgiving, and oh. which seemed particularly appropriate because I was surrounded by so much that reminded me what I have to be thankful for. Oh, so, yes. so yeah, it w that, was, that was good. And now, as we're speaking, um, we, tonight, will be lighting the first Hanukkah candle. Mm. So I'm certainly, you know, you're in Advent, and I am at the last moment of the advent of Hanukkah mm. and and excited about that that as well. Yeah. So this conversation is I would say bittersweet. Um, it, it is bittersweet. It, it is. Uh, I know that we've spent like this last year, year and a half really diving deep in conversation. It's been wonderful. Um, but I, I know on my end I, I think we're coming to a place where we're discerning what looks what what's next for for us and for the podcast yes no and i i know you know having worked as a congregational rabbi for over 40 years i know what what a time commitment this is and i know how little time 
we have in the pulpit, even for things that we think are important. Yeah. So I understand your desire to step back, um, and I'm, I'm pleased, and talk about this a little later, that this connection will not end. Um, and um, And I look forward, really, to the conversations that we'll have in the future. Mm -hmm. and also to deepening our friendship and to continue that relationship, albeit not not on the air. Yeah, not on the air, at least not as much as, as we have been. But yeah, and I appreciate your understanding of that. You know, parish ministry, it is something that is all-encompassing and beautiful. It is so life-giving. And and it, it pulls on you in different ways. And, and I think that's been one of the blessings about our conversations over this past year that I've really enjoyed um, as I've been growing in my own pastoral leadership to have your wisdom and your expertise as a congregational rabbi. I mean, how many questions have I brought to you? Like, Andy, am I crazy about <laughs> what I'm experiencing here? How, how would you navigate this? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's funny um, because as different as our faith traditions are, we're in the same business. We really are. And, <laughs> we, and people are remarkably similar, no matter what that, faith tradition to come out that of. That is true. You know, I, I had a colleague once say to me something, which, which I, stuck with me because it turned out to be true. He said, you know, you might go from one congregation to another, but the people don't change. And what he meant by that was that if there was a person who got under your skin in one congregation, they're going to be there in the next congregation. They'll have a different face, yep. right? And the opposite, of course, if there's someone who's always there and ready to help in any way, they're there. Yeah, they, they really are. It, it's um same cast of characters with different names, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although people, as you know, people surprise you. And, and we and, love to be surprised. Yeah, we we absolutely it. do. We absolutely, so it's a time, I think, um, and I know you agree, mm -hmm. for reflection, yeah. for looking back on, and we've done a fair amount of, fair number of episodes. Mm -hmm. So as you look back, what strikes you? Which episodes particularly, you know, come to mind? That's a really good question. And we, I want to have this question because I know that people are listening. Mm -hmm. I know that the conversations will be there mm -hmm. and they can go to them. And so in case they didn't listen to all of them, I'm sure everybody listened to all of them. Oh, but every single one. But here's your chance, just in case you didn't. Just in case. Or perhaps there's something you'd like to hear for the third time. Yeah, so. Why not? I mean, I, I've actually found that some of our episodes have been really good to go back and, and sit with. There's a couple that really stand out for me, though, that were very powerful. One of them was one of our original ones that we launched with, which was having hard conversations. There, there's something about that that's deeply personal in my, my own personal life and in my professional ministry as well, the importance of how we come together in conversation across differences, and in particular, how we navigate those spaces and the importance of it. And I, that was just a fun episode, I think, to do with you for some of the things we've already named of no matter what faith tradition we've come from, how we manage difficulties and challenges are remarkably similar in terms of, kind yes. of the implementations. And so it, that, that was just a very poignant space, I think, as a, a kickoff of where we're not going to shy away from challenging. We're going to lean into. 
So, you know, I, I, just to say something about that, because it was also one of my favorite episodes. Really, you too? Yay. Yeah. And, and it's so relevant right now in the Jewish community, because, you know, with the war going on in Gaza, and, and I think it's fair to say that Jews have mixed feelings. Um, on the one hand, people were, were murdered and raped and attacked and and some of them were the people who were trying to make peace. Yeah. And so yet we look at the tremendous loss of life in Gaza and, and I, I do believe that Israel had no choice that when you use civilians as shields and you put armaments under their hospitals and churches and mosques, yeah. you know, the, the choices for Israel have been extremely difficult. But I think within the Jewish community, there is a divide on this. N no one thinks that what Hamas did was right. Mm -hmm. and, and, but there is a sense, well, you know, is it worth the price? Is it not? And I think there's a, there's a broad consensus supporting Israel. But they're hard conversations, and, and particularly, I think, with young people who don't have the history and attachment that goes with the older generation who mm -hmm. tend to, to see, to feel it in a very visceral way. And, and so those hard conversations mm -hmm. are going on now, and they're going on in families. And, and I hope that if people go back and listen to that, it'll be helpful for that conversation and for, for many, many others. I, I hope so too, and, and, and I'm right there with you on it. You know, you mentioned how you know, the Jewish community is, is very mixed in this. I, I would say that that's very true for the Christian community in large swaths as well. I can say certainly for myself in that, and if we look at this particular situation right now in, in the Holy Land, it's, I, I look at that situation and, and I ponder how many moments could those conversations have had, or there are one party willing to have it and not the other, and 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 I think we see the culmination of what this looks like when we continue down roads of tight casting one another and judging others without building those relationships. I, I think it drives home the importance of why we address these things earlier on and and commit into navigating that in that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I agree with that, although we can disagree about the situation because, yeah. because Hamas has been uh, consistently saying that Israel has to be destroyed, in, in right? That, so, yeah. so how do you have a conversation with someone who is intent on your destruction? And I agree with that. It, I, and thank you for allowing me to clarify that. I, I'm with you on that. I, I'm referring more to the the fuller history of, of how of all of this, right? You know, you mentioned like what what's the history and the pains and the realities that the Jewish people bring into this, that the Palestinian people bring into this, and it, I mean we're talking generations worth of history here, and and I think that's kind of like the the core of it. Of I, I wonder, those many years back, right? If how many opportunities could have shifted, yeah. and and really comes out of choosing to be like we said in those ep that episode, being vulnerable with one another. But in order to do that, it it requires a certain level of understanding. We come trust. together yeah. in trust and dignity, and and that raises the next hard conversation that you're saying Jewish families are experiencing. I think the whole world is right now. Of how how do we deal with how do we deal with conflict and violence of this nature? 
when one is trying to uphold a level of dignity and one is not playing by that same rule? Like, yeah. how do we address that as people of faith is so hard? Um, yeah, and I don't want to dwell on yeah, this sorry, too we, long. Yeah, sorry, we go right into uh, it. You know, you know, this is so <laughs> typical of the conversations we have. So yeah. maybe you want to mention one other one? Yeah, so the other one that um, really stuck out to me was our episode on sin. That mm -hmm. was really cool because I think we got to see a little bit of our theological similarities and differences in how we kind of interact with that concept and, and what our faiths teach about it. And I think that's one of our most listened to episodes, that mm. one and, and the hard conversations ones. So th those were two that, that came up for me as kind of shining pillars. But what about for you, Andy? I'm curious. Um, so a few things. Um, I, I think I think our first actual first episode, which was on abortion, was important. Mm. I've had a fair number of people who have written to me and spoken to me about they just didn't know. They didn't know where the Jewish community stands. They had a sense of, you know, where Christians stand. But in fact, it was really driven by, by the religious right. And mm. it wasn't nuanced at all. And, and so I think that was an important conversation. I, I think mm -hmm. our conversation about prayer was important. Mm. Um, and, and to go a little deeper into that, the the sense of personal relationships with God mm. and what that exactly means. How do we know what God wants from us? And and I think there's a real difference there. And I think we yeah. explored that and and I found that interesting. Mm. I found it challenging personally. Mm. I think it, mm -hmm. it, it was something that I had to grapple with and um, and I appreciated it. Mm. So those are, those are, it's interesting, right, that these theological kind of conversations. Yeah, which it, it's surprising and not at the same time, because, right? you know, when we're talking about ordained clergy, like I feel like we, we, we like right. theological conversations, <laughs> right. we live in it. But what, what I think I love most about these four in particular that we've named, it, it goes to deeper, more universal truths or questions that we wrestle with, right? It, it, the, the, they get closer, I think, to the bigger questions about the purpose of life and how we live it out and why we live it out in certain ways. And, yes. And, and I'm glad we got to navigate those nuances and those differences together, particularly over this, with the season that this world has been in and over this past year in particular. I think what we've been doing is very important, and I'm thankful that I got to take this journey with you for as long yeah, as we have been yeah. able to. No, I think you're right. So the responses I've gotten from people uh, were interesting. First of all, um, they were impressed by our rapport. <laughs> Someone early on said, you know, it's a little bit like that NPR uh, thing with the car guys. You know that, I, I forgot what it's called, but they, the two of these guys sit and they talk about cars. Um, <laughs> and, but, and they sort of enjoy each other. And there's, there's, so there's a little bit of that. Um, but so, so there's that, there's the sense of rapport. But Grant, I've learned a lot from you. I've learned a, a lot about not only the Episcopal Church, but about Christianity in general. And some of it I knew, you know, like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I got that. Yeah. I, I that, knew, that one's obvious, right? right? I knew that, but I, I, 
you know what? What struck me was, and I, I also came to your church, so I, I yeah. saw it, the enormous significance of ritual. Mm. Um, that, you know, and, and it's so much so, you know, being in a service as I, I came and, and the importance of the colors and mm. the season and, and how someone thinks about what they're doing in terms of the Eucharist and, mm -hmm. and all, a host of things. The Jewish, we have our rituals. Yeah. We do. We don't tend to think of them. And, and it may mm. be that you don't either, in, in a sense, they, they become so much a part of you. But it was striking to me how ritualized, mm. if I could say yeah, that word, word um, uh, was striking. And it's not oh. the only thing I learned. I mean, I, I learned yeah. a lot, I think, um, both about the Episcopal Church and about Christianity as a whole. Um, and, and it was really valuable for me. It, it, and that is something that I think we mutually ha have shared, at least for me. Um, you know, coming into our conversations, you know, I, I felt like I had a pretty decent grounding, not like, you know, for someone who is Jewish, but uh, from someone who is non-Jewish. I mean, I studied a lot of this in, in undergraduate. Whoa, you just opened up a whole new world to me. It, it, what was very striking to me, you know, you named the, the importance of ritual. What kept coming up for me over and over again is when you would share on these reflections and musings from the Talmud and, mm. and from the rabbinic scholars and the teachers, like th there's something very profound about the depth of wisdom that comes with deep, serious study of scripture and commitment into that. And, and in particular, the power, of the importance of meaning within Hebrew itself. Like that, mm. that, that's something I took away from it whenever you would talk about the words and these nuances within translations and the de like it's it's not just a word but th there's like a power behind the word for the Jewish community that I've experienced through you that this word is living there's mm. energy there's life behind that and I don't think most non-Jewish people understand the power of that that's interesting um, you know as you were speaking what popped into my mind is there's a blessing that gets said in the morning. Baruch Shamar Olam. Blessed be the one who spoke mm. and the world came into being. That God created the world through speech, right? Let there yeah. be this, let there be that. Um, and so words are so pregnant mm -hmm. with, with meaning and, and complex meanings, mm -hmm. right? And of course, translation is problematic in, in that sense. But yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that gift with me. That is, um, it's, it's helped me see not only the, the Hebrew portions of, of Scripture, but the, the, the Christian portions as well. I think it's, it's helped me to look at words in <laughs> a different way. So I yeah, I would that. also say this. I mean, you've shared a fair number of New Testament stories with me, which I didn't know, and which I thought were, you know, I mean, Jesus was a Jew. He mm -hmm. came out of a certain tradition and his teachings, though I, I don't see them in the same way you do in terms of them being sacred, yeah. I, they, they're profound. Okay. And, um, and it was so good to, you know, you, uh, just one thing that comes to mind, you know, we were having this conversation, was part of that conversations one, yeah. we were having this conversation about 
you know, having difficult conversations. And what do you do when you're sort of at loggerheads? Mm. And um, I, I don't remember it exactly. I, I think it was Paul you quoted who said, just go on to the next one. Do you, do you oh, Jesus, yeah. Was kick, it Jesus? Yeah, Jesus, um, kick the dust off of your feet and keep yes. going. Yes, yeah. yes, and I, I thought that was, first of all, it's profoundly true, right? So true. But I, it was really interesting to see it in theological terms. Yeah, it, it, and I think that's the, the gift of this, and I hope um, something we've inspired with others, right, of the gift of what emerges when we share of ourselves with others and, and how we learn more about ourselves in that process through what other people see of us. I, I think it's beautiful. And so I, I'm curious though, obviously this won't be the last conversation right. we have, but, but what's next so, for you so, in this next um, season? I've decided that I really, though I'll miss you, I wanna continue um, this, this podcast and um, though in a different way, I won't have a partner, right? Mm -hmm. As we've had this partnership. But I will invite guests to each one and continue to explore some of the themes that, that we've talked about. And I'm grateful that you've, you've agreed to be mm -hmm. uh, a guest and um, you know, uh, more than once. And we will uh, we'll be able to continue this conversation. So I'm excited about that. And I, I, I would hope to have uh, certainly early in the new year, perhaps mm -hmm. in January, to begin that iteration of uh, uh, Common Grounds, and I'm excited about it, and mm -hmm. I hope that that our listeners will stay tuned mm -hmm. and uh, continue the journey with me and some of the people that you will meet through this podcast. So I, I know we usually sign off with Shalom. Yeah. Shalom, y'all. Shalom, y'all. But I want to end differently with a, with sort of a Hebrew goodbye, right? Mm. Shalom is also, right? But yeah. the word is lehit ra'ot, which means lehit ra'ot until we see each other again. I so lehit ra'ot and shalom. <laughs> lehit ra'ot. Good. Oh, there we go. There. Well, Andy, got it. lehit ra'ot to you as well, yeah. my friend. Yeah.